This podcast is brought to you by Bird's Basement, the premier music dinner and supper club in Melbourne. Bird's Basement is open every night and offers you a wealth of entertainment options. To entertain your guests, whether corporate or family and friends, you can see all your favourite artists or discover new ones. Artists that you would normally see in concert halls or stadiums from afar, you can watch at Bird's Basement up close. It doesn't get more intimate than that. Experience it. Go to birdsbasement.com. Bird's Basement is part of the Jazz Corner of Melbourne. Relaxation upstairs, excitement downstairs. And now, please welcome your host, entrepreneur and jazz guitarist, Albert. Welcome, this is Albert, and today I'm going to introduce you to a fabulous young artist. Her name is Gabby Moreno. She sings uh, uh, for us at Bird's Basement this whole week until Sunday. Uh, 20th of August uh, as part of the Latin Jazz Festival. Um, Gabby will introduce herself in the first part of the interview. Then uh, she will be singing a song on the stage of Birds, so you will appreciate how Birds Basement sounds like uh, if you haven't been to our club yet. Um, And if you haven't, uh, really, you should go to birdsbasement.com get a ticket and rush to the club to see Gabby Moreno. She is fantastic. I will talk to you on the other side of the interview. This is Gabby Moreno with the Bird's Basement Show, and I'm here with Albert. Hi, Gabby, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, so, Gabby, that's fantastic to have you all the way from the United States to play here at Bird's. Um, you've got an interesting history. <laughs> um, you were born in... Uh, uh, in Guatemala City, mm-hmm. yes. and uh, you ended up in the United States. Um, so I would, I'm very curious, and so I'm sure our listeners in Australia about that journey. So yeah. I leave it to you. I open the floor. I let you tell us the story. <laughs> the story. Yes. Okay. Well, I was born and raised in Guatemala. And uh, I started singing when I was very, very young. I started singing classical music. And then I really got into musicals and whatever was playing in the, in the radio in Guatemala. Uh, but then I went to New York City with my family on vacation. And that was the first time that I heard blues music. I was actually walking down the street on Times Square. And I heard this lady on the street just singing this music that I just... It really touched me, and in a way that you know I had never really felt before with music because I hadn't been exposed to that kind of music. She must have been very loud, or you may have been focusing a lot because yeah. it's noisy in Times Square, right? It was, yeah, and <laughs> I, it was incredible because I just stopped in my tracks and I just listened to her for 20 minutes. And then when she was done, I went up to her and I said, wow. What was that kind of music that you were singing? And she said, Oh, that's the blues, honey. And I was like, wow, the blues, that's incredible. And I, so I asked my mother to take me to a record store, and, and I bought, I didn't know the artists, so I just bought um, compilation CDs, you know, of mm-hmm. blues music. And then I got into jazz, and I just remember being really obsessed with buying records. And I, I would bring these records back home to Guatemala. I would lock myself in my room and just listen, listen, listen to every little nuance and, and detail 
um, not just in, in the way that the performers were, were singing these songs, but also just the music. You know, I was really intrigued by it. And so at, right around that time, I also started playing guitar. It was, this is when I was about 13 years old. And, and, I, and I knew that I wanted to leave my country. I just, I just knew that I couldn't stay, that there wouldn't be like a lot of opportun opportunities for me, especially with that genre that I had just you know, recently discovered. And, and so I, I, I told my mother, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish my studies here, but afterwards I, I just I need, to, I need to go out there, to, back to the U.S. and, and find some, something for me there. I want to go to the place where, where all these genres were born, and I want to absorb them and, and really, you know, uh, delve into that world. So um, I, I was telling you that my mother, you know, my, par my parents really were very, very supportive. So I was uh, recording some demos, and my mother sent one of the demos to uh, a, f a friend of hers who was living in Miami, And he knew this other guy who knew someone at Warner Brothers. And so I got to audition for them. This is when I was already 17 years old. And I got signed by Warner Brothers US, not Latin, but US. And so I, <laughs> I, I just knew that that was it. That was the so I they signed you just because they heard the demo or they asked you to come over? No, they, so I did an audition. Oh, I, you did an audition? Yeah, I brought my guitar and I played for them. Where was that in... In L.A. In L.A.? Yeah, so when they signed me, I just, they said to me, okay, well, you know, you, you're now part of the company, but they said, we, we can't really sponsor you to, you know, we can't give you a visa that easily. So you have to figure out a way to, to be here in the country legally. So I, so I knew that I had to enroll in some kind of school. So I said to myself, well, it's going to have to be a music school. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I went to MI, Musicians Institute, for a couple of years. I entered the country as a student, but I was already signed to a, to a label. So I started uh, writing songs and working on that. But then <laughs> a month later, the CEO of Warner Brothers left because there was a merger with Time AOL. Mm -hmm, I remember that. Remember that? So then the president left, a new president came in, and the new president said, I don't want anything to do with, with the new signings. You know, I want like, start fresh. And so, I lost my contract. So you lost the contract, so you never got to record, to do no. any record with them. But you, were already, the but you were already in the United States, though. Yes, I was already in the States, and I was, and I was you know... I was, I was 18, 19, so, that, so I, 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 that got you started anyway. Yeah, yeah, I got to, I got to, you know, um, yeah, start in that whole been, world. But you must have been disappointed, though. Very, very much so, because I, I How thought, did you deal with I that? thought, oh, I made it, you know, this yes. is going to be my first record. Well, um, of course, my, like I said, my family being always the supportive Uh, people that they've they've been since you know since I was a little kid. They said to me, "Don't worry about it. There's going to be other things. Just enjoy your time there. Learn a lot. You know, I, I had already made a lot of um, contacts. I was writing a lot of songs. I had just been signed also to a publishing company, so that was a good thing. And then that the, was during the time that you were at MI. Yeah, yeah. And then not long after that, mm -hmm. I got another chance, and I was I went to um, New York to audition for a bunch of other labels, and this was in 2002. I got signed by uh, Epic Sony by Tommy Motola, mm -hmm. and this was at the time when you know 
uh, Celine Dion and Macy Gray and all these all these artists uh, were coming out, female female artists. And they were all being signed. A lot of them were signed by Sony. Yeah, exactly by Ep- Epic. By right? Epic, that's right. Label. So they signed me, and so then so then I thought, okay, here we go. Now is the chance. <laughs> And I so the first le- the first record that you did, what were, what year was that? No, okay, so at this point, no record, no record. Still no record. Just, I'm, yeah, I'm just writing songs. Nothing, you know. Okay. Not even in, in I didn't even get a chance to go to the studio to record these songs because mm-hmm. back then things were very different. They would a label would sign you and then they would put you to you know write and write and then and then pre do pre-production and then later you know you would go into a studio it was a very slow process so then what happened was tommy motola left this was a year after i had been signed um i can see what's coming yeah exactly then that happened they again i lost my contract second time um but again I didn't record anything. I, I I was just writing songs. So in a way, like that was a good thing. And you had already signed your publishing? I was still with a publishing company. That, that, okay, okay, that okay. So therefore, like that was not with Sony. Okay, got it. Yeah. So therefore, you could walk away with your songs. Yeah. Okay, and so exactly. then, then you went to the third company. <laughs> you knew that was coming. <laughs> third time's a charm. <laughs> Yes, so then I was uh, signed to a development deal, not not a full contract, a recording contract. It was with Jive Records. Jive at that time had Britney Spears and Sync, Backstreet Boys, like really pop music. And when, when they signed me, they said, okay, we want to sign you because we need to have some sort of alternative artist in our ro- roster, you know, like... They, they meant a Latin American yeah, artist. Latin alternative, you know, yes. they, they saw that I was playing guitar and anyway, so I said, okay, well, if you want something fresh and new for your label and let's, let's try to make it work. I was still a bit hesitant just because, you know, I, I, I didn't... I didn't see how it was going to work because they didn't have any other artists like me. And I mean, I still have faith. I was hoping, you know, that... By then you knew out. that CEOs don't last very long. And that too. But that, then what happened was I was there for a year, again, writing a lot of songs. Now you can imagine how many songs I wrote during all those years. Um, and then at the end of the, of the year, they said to me, well, you know, I, I presented the songs. And then they said... Yeah, this. Um, I guess we, you know, we misjudged, and we don't really know how to market this kind of music. So, thank you, but you know, bye bye <laughs> again and so, again. I lost the contract. Third okay, time. well, there is a say <laughs> never two without uh, uh, three, and so now you're going into the winner. I'm sure. First time was lucky, right? Yeah, you know that. No, so that was no? it. No, so then I what I did was. There was there was a time right after that where I went a little dark. I'm not gonna lie; it was really really hard because mm-hmm. I thought, okay, what's happening? Like this is. I would have gone dark normal. too. Uh, don't, yeah. don't worry, I would have gone dark. So darker. I, I I said to my family, I'm just coming back home. I you know I can't stay here anymore. And they're like, No, you gotta stay there. You know that's your passion. You, there's gotta be something else. Well, I I ended up. Um, becoming a bit of a wedding singer for for a little bit because I you know I needed to make ends meet and, and but did uh, you have the impression that you were living the dream of your parents or did no, you no. I always knew that I was 
You were you were happy to do that. Yes, okay. So therefore, your parents kind of stood for you in a way that they knew that that was your path, and and they really were there all the whole way. They really were there. That's fantastic. I did I did have a manager during all those years who told me if you want to make a record, you need to make it on your own. I remember so well when he said those words, and it sounded so scary to me. Like, what? How am I going to make a record on my own? Like, and this was in 2007. Like, MySpace was starting to, you know, become popular, and and artists were starting to see that they could make home recordings and and put them on the web on, on the site, and you know, have people listen to their music, and you don't, you know, the the. Like, I feel like independent artists started coming out more. Yeah, that was the... That, really, there was a boom there. There was a worldwide trend where yeah. the entire industry uh, started to transform. Exactly. You didn't need a label anymore. Not, you know, not like you did in the 90s and before that. And I just... I, I was part of that transition. It's pretty pretty amazing how, how that happened. Because for me, um, when, when my manager said that, I knew that that was, yes, that was the only way that I was going to be able to make a record. It's just on my own. And so I did. I, I went with, I had some wonderful friends who offered their house. And one of them offered to produce it. He was an, He's actually an incredible musician. His name is Jay Burrows. He's mm-hmm. a great uh, drummer. And, um, and he produced my first record. And we did it all in the living room of his house. And... I put it out. It, it felt so good to finally put out. My who first who album. distributed it? Myself. Like I just. It, it but was but in very... terms of the distribution, physical distribution, did you go through a distributor? Or, no, or? no distributor. I just I was I went on tour and I started playing. Concerts so you were just selling them on the concerts. On the concerts, and then gotcha. well, something amazing happened. Uh, one of the records got to Tracy Chapman. And she invited me to open her tour for three weeks on my own, just me and my guitar. And um, and that was the, fir- the very first time that I went on tour, can you imagine? And with, with Tracy Chapman. It was incredible. I know you played with some great musicians. Uh, with Tracy Chapman was one of them, but then yeah. you played with many other great guys. Yeah, that came that came That came that later, followed, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so uh, Annie DeFranco, I also went on tour with her. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of years later, I, I released my second album, also on my own. And I was touring a lot in Europe. I was tour- touring in the U.S. I was a bit of a road dog. I mean, I still am, but that's kind of when things started picking up for me. And then... So all the while, your base was now New York or Los Angeles? Los Angeles. All the time, yeah. Okay. It was always Los Angeles. Then I entered a uh, the John Lennon songwriting contest, and it's an international uh, songwriting contest, <laughs> and, and uh, I I won the uh, was that song John of Lennon? the year. Yeah, that yeah. was John Lennon. I yeah. saw that. That was impressive. That was that was amazing for me because um, that was the first breakthrough. It first, yeah, it was sort of like my first break in in the, and also it was a song that I had written in Spanish, which I hadn't really done much of before that I was writing a lot in English mm-hmm. so so that's that that you know that was very encouraging I, I, I said to myself wow I gotta keep writing in Spanish and in English 
Then came uh, this, this duet that I did with a very uh, popular singer from Latin America. His name is Ricardo Arjona. And he invited me to sing a song with him for his, for his album. And, and as, as yes, yeah, so a hit. I saw on YouTube 490 yeah. million yeah, views, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It was a phenomenal. That was really. phenomenal. Um, it, it, it's his song. He wrote it. But, but, but you've got fact. a few songs yourself where I saw you have 2 million, 4 million views. <laughs> so you've got, you've yeah. got a, it's in the millions with you, isn't it? Well, not all of them, but I, I, you know, it definitely helped um, getting getting a bit of, of recognition thanks to that song that I that I sang with him. You know? Yes, because he has a huge following in Latin America. Like he he has millions of of, uh, of views and of followers and everything. So imagine like yeah, so he's got like twenty million followers, something yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous like that. Yeah, so so here I am. I'm singing the song with him, and then people are like, "Oh, well, who is she?" And so then they go and try to find more of my music. Which, that's the idea. That's the idea. Um, but it's, my music is very different from, from what he's doing. My, you know, um, my stuff is very much influenced by jazz, by blues. Uh, I sing in English. I mm-hmm. sing in Spanish. But he believed in me so much. And he, he signed me to his... He has his own label. And he signed me. And, oh, to his label. Yeah. And, uh, it, and you still with sign with him? Yeah, for five years. That's, uh, that's Almost, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And, and two records I've released with him. So. And how are they doing? Great. I mean, I still consider myself very much an independent artist. You know, mm-hmm. I still, I still go out and I tour a lot, and I, I still like to sell my records while I'm on tour. There's just something about meeting people and you know signing their records and. But his label is right. distributed in the United States. Yeah. So that. So now I do have distribution. We just happens to be Sony. Okay, we Sony, yeah. we Sony Red. Sony. Oh, we Sony. Distribution. I don't know. Okay. Sony, Latin America. Yeah, good. Because you know, I've got my own label too. And we distribute through Sony Red in the United really? States. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, very interesting. Yeah. And, um, so now, sorry, now I have five records. You've got <laughs> now five records yeah. out there and uh, you've, got, you've written a million songs. Yeah, so you can, you can still do uh, another yeah. few million albums. Uh, uh, so you've got a, a, a bright, bright future in front of you. Uh, so it's, it's really great to have you at Bird's Basement as part of the Latin Jazz Festival. Yeah. And um, um, is it possible for me to ask you to sing a song? Like we can do a little break yeah. and then we can come back and talk some more. What do you think, Peter? Recording? Okay. So this song is called Ave Que Migra. Desde muy lejos Buscando el azul del cielo Siguiendo predicamentos Tengo desde muy lejos Recuerdos desde mi infancia Que a veces parten el alma Mi guate nunca la olvido, la llevo siempre conmigo, cansados de estar corriendo en tiempo de cacería. 
suena alto mi vuelo So Gabby, thank you so much. That was a beautiful song. Can you tell thank us you. once again what was it called? It's called Ave Que Emigra, which means bird that migrates. And I wrote it to sort of tell a little bit of my story of how I um, left my country, Guatemala, and I migrated to the United States where I currently live. And I also an observation of things that are happening um, in the United States with, um, with the immigration issues and all of that. Can we talk a little bit about that? That yeah. won't take us too much off subject because yeah. we, we all know what's, uh, what's uh, going on. The times are yeah, quite yeah. strange. Well, it's been going on for a while. Um, it, you know, I'm, I'm a big supporter of uh, an immigration reform, which mm -hmm. we've yet to 
to see, and uh, it's just something that it, you know, it's it's. What, what very do you mean important. for the immigration reform? What kind of reform? Well, I I want to be able to, see, you know, not I don't want to see families break apart, and um, there's there's a lot of things that still need to be figured out, but um, it's just really sad to see, you know. People, you know, people talking about or politicians talking about, um, you know, sending parents back home, deporting them, leaving their, and even though the kids were born in the United States, leaving mm -hmm. the kids in the United States, but the parents have to be um, deported. It's it's just you know things that you, I mean, you the, can't the, do that to people that have lived there for so many years and that are honest people and are people that are working hard and are paying their taxes and you know that's the kind of immigration reform that i want to see i want to see i want to see um these people that have been living so for so many years in the united states to be given a proper either residency or citizenship you know um so you are now an american citizen i presume no, i'm not You're i'm not, not. no I'm, i'm still a resident have you applied yeah. to become a Citizen? Um, not yet. I think I want to wait until this administration is over. <laughs> and then maybe I will think about it. But all of these all of these protests, like the Black Lives Matter, it's always been peaceful. And, it, and in recent years, it has grown, especially because, you know, all that has been happening with white cops killing black, you know, kids, black. And, in, in, and the reason why I... <laughs> I can relate to it as well because in Guatemala we also have like a lot of discrimination towards indigenous people. Our society is incredibly uh, divided as well, segregated, and and I've I've lived that like I've I've seen it my whole life. I grew up, you know, in a society where it is normal to have an indigenous person living, you know, uh, in in a white right i'm gonna call it a white home because like i'm white i come from the spaniards right so that's mm -hmm. and um working as a as a maid you know this is very it's very normal and a lot of people it's it's and i saw it as a kid i saw it oh yeah it's normal i had a maid growing up um and and a lot of people say oh but they're part of the family yeah but they have their rooms next to the kitchen and they don't sit on the table and have dinner with the family. And well, that is true so, in South America. And these are things that now I'm, you know, I, I had to, I had to leave my country to get perspective and, and go like, wait a second, this is, this is not, this is not right. And a lot of people will justify saying like, oh, but that's how they want it. Like they don't want to mix with us. I'm like, what is this? Like, this is really, it, it's, it's twisted. It, it shouldn't be that way. Um, but it is, and that's the reality in, in my country. And so when I and I'm, now I'm living in the United States, and I see what's happening hmm. with black people and white people, it's just I I completely understand it, and I have to side with the people with the minorities. You know, and I'm, I'm not just talking about black people; I'm talking about Latin people too, that um, you know have different issues. They just want to be heard. You know, we just we just we are the minorities. We, so um, if you Um, had a message to give to everyone um, to reconcile them. What to would reconcile. you? What would you say oh, to it's them? It's complicated. You know, this is why you, know, you you play music. This I guess. is why I play music exactly and because I feel like through music, through the arts, you can bring people together and you can create a more harmonious and peaceful world. Because with I the really arts, we that. transcend. Uh, we transcend Absolutely. all the differences. Yeah, and it's. I want to create music that's borderless, that will. 
unite everybody, you know, and, and transcend, you know, all uh, cultural backgrounds and ideologies and languages even. So for me, it's really important to, like I said, <laughs> you know, to, I tour. I tour a lot because for me, it's important to bring that message, not just to the United States, but to Europe. You know, when I'm in Europe and I'm singing in, you know, my two languages, it's important for me to pe- for for people to realize where I come from and who I am and that I'm very, very proud of, you know, my Latin roots. And I just want to... Um, bring everybody together through music that's all i want to do that's wonderful yeah. i want to thank you thank you for your time thank you and uh, i'm going to be putting this out there and let everyone that you are at bird's basement until sunday yes. and everyone should rush here to see you play thank you so much you are wonderful <laughs> thank you i'll be so happy to see them thank, thank you. you hello me again i hope you like this podcast if you did please Uh, go to your iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to it. That would be a really nice thing that uh, you do to support music. I look forward to seeing you at the club. And uh, if you are not in Melbourne, I hope you're enjoying this podcast anyway and looking forward to hosting you one day. Until then. <laughs>